You're listening to the YPO Networks Podcast. YPO in my form helped me with an additional $15 million in value. And so when I think YPO, I think there's real business value as well as all of the social value and the the family and, and everything else associated with YPO. My life is so much more effective because of what I've learned through YPO. YPO has been important in my life in in a lot of different ways, both professionally, personally, family. I have this job uh, that I have and I love because of YPO. In this episode, Ann Cheng, the business director of YPO, sits down with Mark Breslin. Mark Breslin is an author, speaker, CEO, and influencer at the highest levels of business in North America. He has spent decades advising CEOs and senior leaders in business, government, labor, and nonprofit arenas, both in the U.S. and Canada. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is Praise Behaviors, Not Results. Workforce Engagement with Mark Breslin. And now, your host, Ann Cheng. Hi, Mark. Good morning, and thank you for being on our podcast. Mark, you recently spoke at the YPO Construction Industry Network Roundtable in Phoenix, Arizona. Mark, in today's workforce, only 30% of employees are engaged. That makes 70% of the workforce either partially or fully disengaged. Why do you think that is? Well, and first, thanks very much for having me, Um, and uh, I appreciate speaking to the YPO audience. I think that if you look at 70% of the people who are partially or not engaged at all, there's a tendency of business owners to ask what's wrong with them. And that's the wrong question. The question that needs to be asked is, what are we not doing right? Most businesses assume people come fully equipped, fully motivated, and fully engaged. And employee engagement is its own set of strategies that has to transcend the transactional nature of paying people for their time or paying people for their talent. And those 70% are waiting for us to show up as CEOs and leaders, and we have to do a lot better job at it. Absolutely. You mentioned in your talk that we should praise behaviors and not results. Could you expand on that and why we should be praising behaviors when results are really the things that count? Well, it depends on how you want to motivate people. The key to creating the highest level of motivations is focusing on a behavioral approach. Results are oftentimes uh, not fully within the control of the individual. A lot of times people will create whatever means are necessary to get to the results, even up to and including misreporting or holding back information. What you can be damn sure of is that if you are praising and focusing on behaviors, you are reinforcing the exact means by which people will get us better economic and operational results. And it's very counterintuitive for those of us as CEOs because we simply are very bottom line people. And it really seems soft to be focusing on people's behaviors. You know, everybody gets a trophy or why, why do I have to be so soft? But if you're going to coach people, if you're going to create a transformational environment and you're going to have an engagement built culture, your motivation has to be about how people behave, how they model, and how they show others how to show up in the workplace. And you have to be able to trust that. And a lot of uh, CEOs have a really hard time with that. I can see why. Let's talk about trust. Between engagement and trust, you can't have one without the other. How can we practically build trust with our workforce and align everyone with a similar vision? Well, I think that you know, CEO is also got to be communicator in chief. 
Uh, oftentimes, if you're public traded, you're the external facing person as part of the enterprise. A lot of the times when I've been coaching CEOs, I ask them, what percentage of their time do they spend on continuing dialogue and consistent communication and messaging internally about what's important, about values, about beliefs, about what the underlying purpose of the business is? And a lot of times they just look at me with this blank look on their face because none of those things appear to be profit-centered. None of them appear to be uh, improving, directly improving economic or operational outcomes. But more than anything, that trust comes from a consistent, aligned, and truthful portrayal of what's occurring in a business. And then it, it really depends a lot on authenticity. There's a lot of leaders that are very charismatic, but they're not very honest or transparent. There's a lot of uh, CEOs who are very powerful and uh, command a lot of respect, but they don't communicate well. And trust is the combination of those two. Uh, and then the, the employee has their discretion if they want to give more because they believe that they are cared about and that that leader is sincerely interested in their well-being uh, at work. Great. Um, the construction business is one where there is significant disconnect between people on the ground and those in the so-called ivory tower of planning and development. How can we bridge this gap? Well, I mean, the first thing that would probably come to everyone's mind who's listening is, is a better form of collaboration. So identifying both the means to it and the obstacles to collaboration are very, very important. Oftentimes in the ivory tower, there's a little more ego. Uh, there's a little more investment in our own ideas. Uh, the higher we go, and as a CEO myself, I found that uh, the ivory tower is very insular and you don't always get all the information or you have a tendency to believe what you believe is right without necessarily collaborating first. And I think that there's also in construction, it ignores oftentimes the best ideas and innovations that come from the bottom, the people who are actually performing the work, who have the capacity to contribute at an extremely high level. You know, if you take the uh, Toyota Way or Kaizen and try to apply that to construction, what you find is everyone on the ground has the ability to improve that. So we need to tap into that more. And again, the word trust, you have to trust that these people will contribute at a high level. And what that does is creates more collaborative and productive environment. Great. And what is the future of work in traditional industries of manufacturing, construction, and the like? <laughs> if I knew that, I would, be, I would be investing in those IPOs today. I guess my best guess is that the workplace is going to continue to become much more employee-centric than market-centric. Most businesses traditionally have focused on the marketplace on uh, the external opportunities, on systems and operating. And I think what we're seeing more and more and more, and it's borne out by both financial results and the metrics, is that employee-centric companies that are highly focused on the needs of the employees are the ones that are uh, producing remarkable financial results. And in those traditional industries, that's not where we live. Uh, we have a long, long, long way to go to reach best practices in industries where uh, labor talent has been considered more of a commodity or the attitude was, well, I'll just pay, for, pay more for what I need. I know this to, to many CEOs listening, this may sound you know, odd, especially coming from another CEO, 
but I think we need to become more holistic in how we look at our relationships with employees. And that is what I think the future of work is going to look like. Wow, Mark, it has been an amazing privilege to have interviewed you for this podcast. I thank you once again for spending your time with us today and sharing your insights. Mark Breslin, again, is an author, speaker, CEO, and influencer inspiring change for the workplace for success across all levels of business. Mark has improved leadership, accountability, innovation, and engagement for organizations and individuals. Mark has also spoken to more than 400,000 people and has sold hundreds of thousands of his books on leadership and workplace culture. Once again, thank you, Mark, for being on our podcast today. And it's been my privilege. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for listening to the YPO Networks podcast. If you or your organization would like to be featured on the podcast, please write to Ann Cheng. That's A-C-H-E-N-G at YPO.org.